Hello, hello, hello. This is the Free and Chosen Podcast, and I am your host, Rebecca Shale. So this is my first episode. I'm very excited. Let me just tell you, I am super green. I've never done anything like this before, but I'm excited to get started. So um, with this being my first podcast and uh, my first episode, I want to just kind of take this time to get um to get my story to you and let you know who I am and and uh, on this podcast we're going to be talking a lot about uh, how we came to know Christ and um, kind of how our walk has been um, and where we're at now which is really awesome so um, I'm just going to start there honestly I'm just going to tell you um, I was sort of raised in church um, my mom uh, got married when I was about mm, nine or ten ish, and at about ten or eleven, um, she actually she married a, a pastor's son. Okay, and his father um, was not just a pastor, but he was also in ministry. He liked to go to other countries and and share the gospel. So, um, when I was you know ten or eleven, we started going to church with him, my grandpa Phil, pretty amazing man, but uh, we started going to, to church anywhere that he went, I think we began in like Vera, Oklahoma, you know, this tiny, beautiful little church, and um, it was really awesome, we had um, specials where, you know, a person would come up and, and share a song with us, and my mom started singing in church, which was really awesome, my mom, God bless her, she you know, wasn't a, an incredible singer, but man, she sang from the heart. You know what I mean? You know how there, was, there are those people that just, gosh, they don't have to be good, but when there's that special anointing, you know, when God has, has given someone something to sing, you know, it, it just ends up being so touching in a way that it's just special, you know, and that's kind of how it was. My mom would get up and sing on Sundays, and she would always prepare a special song, and uh, it was really awesome. Um, God did a really quick work in my mom. Uh, she, when I was young, you know, she had been married several times, and she by no means was a godly example to us when we were little, but, you know, after after God got a hold of her, um, it was very different, and um, things got a lot better, you know, as far as our faith went, you know. But anyway, so we went to church with Grandpa Phil for a couple years, and um, then my mom started going to church um, in this small little church called Miracles of Faith in Collinsville, Oklahoma. Oh, get choked up there. I love that place so weird but um <laughs> get choked up just by mentioning my church but uh i love those people they're they're awesome but so yes we we started going there and um at our church and also at grandpa phil's church um everyone was spirit filled in the way that they had received the baptism of the holy spirit and they spoke in tongues and prayed in tongues, and uh, we got, you know, a word from God with an interpretation sometimes as well, which was, you know, it, it's always just a glorious experience to, to hear the word 
straight from God coming through somebody in front of you. You know what I mean? It, it's just, just incredible. But that stuff was going on in my church uh, when I was a kid. And it, I, I say, I hate to say that it sort of made me a little complacent. Um, you know, you get used to, to being around something and, and, um, it just becomes an everyday thing, unfortunately. And, and that's not an everyday thing in churches, but I did not know that then. So, um, I, I just, I kind of tarried on and I didn't get spirit filled myself, unfortunately. And, um, when I was in high school, I, I started having, um, actually I had a few friends that were, they called themselves atheists and, you know, they always wanted to argue with me and, and try to make me look like an idiot, you know, you just believe in God because your parents, you know, tell you to, but it's, it, it wasn't true. I mean, I'd experienced God, um, very, in a very personal way from the time we started going to church, you know, I mean, if we saw God moving through people, that, that's not just something that, you know, doesn't affect someone when you see it. So at, at, uh, 16 or 17, um, I, I saw the movie, The Craft, right? Came out in 96. And I, I'm telling you the people who, who put together The Craft, they're, they're really going to have some things to answer for. But, uh, saw the movie, The Craft and got really interested in, um, witchcraft, unfortunately, and being able to, um, cast spells and, and move through energy and things like that. And, um, it also was, was, uh, no coincidence. I'm sure that I had begun having a prophetic gift at 16 and, um, started being able just to know things that I had no business knowing. And, um, so of course, whenever you have, a gift like that, you, you want to be able to use it more. Um, but I, I didn't understand that that gift was from God. I, I thought it was just something that, oh my gosh, that the universe had given me, right? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> the universe really. So, um, I really started getting interested in witchcraft and uh, didn't really want to go to church very often and, and thought I knew better. And uh, when I became 18, I decided I wanted to start um, traveling around to other churches, you know, and and learning um, about other churches and seeing if, if they were any different. So I went to church um, in Owasso with some of my friends and... Um, uh, I had never really had um, a lot of friends that went to church with me. My church was very small. Um, even when I went to church with my Grandpa Phil, the church was very small, you know. And there were only a few, I think in uh, my at my Grandpa Phil's, there were maybe three to four other teenagers. Um, well, counting my brothers, you know, maybe a few more, but it was very small, like less than, less than seven teenagers at one time in my church. So, and then, gosh, when I went to Miracles of Faith, (laughs) there were four of us, you know, counting my brothers. So it was a very small, tight-knit community of 
of people there. And um, when I got to Owasso, I, it was very astounding to me because I would hang out with these people outside of church, these young adults, and I, I began to realize very quickly that they, they were very different when they were at church versus whenever we were out. So, um, gosh, I really began to see that maybe my friends didn't really believe in God as much as they said they did. Maybe they just played church and and they didn't really believe it at all. So it really affected me. You know, it affected the way that I believed in God. And I began getting a little bit deeper in learning about paganism, honestly, and witchcraft. And uh, I began getting really interested in tarot. In Tulsa, there's a um, an occult bookstore that's been there, gosh, for years and years and years. And unfortunately, they're going to probably have a lot to answer when they get to heaven as well, uh, for to answer for, because my gosh, the amount of young people that they've lured in over these Oh my gosh, I don't even know how many years they've been operating now, but, um, wow. That's where I got my first, uh, set of tarot cards and began learning to do tarot on my own. Um, when I was 19, I moved to California and, um, I went to occult bookstores and things in California. Now, let me be clear. Um, while I did do tarot and maybe I did a tarot reading for a friend or two, um, I never tried to cast a spell. Um, I went to an occult store in in Hollywood once and purchased some things um, to do a spell, but when it came time to do the spell, I just didn't feel like I knew enough to be doing it. Thank God. Um, I, I've known enough you know, about God and the Holy Spirit in my life to know that when you cross a line, um, you cannot uncross that line. So I, I did not actually begin casting any spells. Um, I did do, do my tarot and kept doing that. But um, when it came to doing spells, I kind of drew the line. I read a lot about spells. I read a lot about paganism. And, and um, I had several books about witchcraft as well. Um, owned them, had them in my house. Um, actually, until very recently, they had still resided in my house, unfortunately. But um, I, I just didn't go deeper. Um, I, I began calling myself agnostic. Um, when I was, gosh, maybe, uh, in my mid twenties and I had moved back to Oklahoma and got hooked up with a guy who was atheist as well. And I had just had my daughter and, uh, you know, he became really all that she knew of dad and I was, Living with my mom, um, she was, of course, still Christian and still going to church faithfully and um, still very, very much loyal to God. And I just, I felt like I needed to do my own thing and find my own way, um, which was 
of course, very ignorant, as we all know, but that's that's what I did. That's what I did. And so after this man and I broke up, um, very quickly, I, I ended up dating someone else from Kansas, actually, who also considered himself atheist. And uh, I ended up moving there and with my daughter, of course, and we, we stayed there. His parents um, called themselves Christians and were a bit judgmental, um, of course, because he and I lived together and we weren't married and all of that good stuff. And I felt they were just being judgmental. I didn't understand that it's actually, you know, goes against um, what God has set out for us in the Bible. Um, but, you know, I, I wasn't following the Bible and I wasn't really giving God any prevalence in my life um, but I still dated this man and yes he was definitely very atheist so uh, we tarried on and after a few years I ended up getting a part-time job at Hobby Lobby and I don't know if any of you know a whole lot about Hobby Lobby. I'm sure you do. I'm sh pretty sure that everyone knows that Hobby Lobby is a Christian-based, um, uh, family-owned company. And while I may not agree with, you know, everything that the family does, Hobby Lobby is still a, a very, uh, it's a good place to, to work for the most part. And... Um, at Hobby Lobby, we prayed every morning before every shift. Of course, if you came in in the afternoons, there wasn't an afternoon prayer, unfortunately, at shift change. I probably would have liked it if, if there was, but I began to very quickly see how my day was different when it began with prayer versus when it did not begin with prayer. And that really affected me. I was like, man... God, you really are there. And I can see that you are really touching my life. And I can see that you are really... Sorry, my cat, of course. They, they come in here when I'm in here. They don't bother me when I'm doing anything else. But of course they're going to bother me when I'm trying to, to pay attention. But anyway, so... I began to very quickly see the difference in my day when I began to pray. So I began to pray when I wasn't at work when I wasn't on shift and honestly it it really really mm, my gosh it impacted me so much and I began to see that I am not agnostic I do very much believe in God and I do very much want him back in my life because everything is better when he is there so I began to pray and I began to pray myself before every shift when I was in my car and it made my day go so much better. So, um, I, I was definitely a Christian again. I don't know if I called myself a Christian again, but maybe I did. Um, I was definitely a believer in God. I, I didn't crack open my Bible, unfortunately, and I didn't really go back to church because I, you know, lived so far away from my church. And I... Uh, didn't go and venture out and try to find a new church because mm, I guess I was apprehensive of of um, going into churches and expecting them to be like my church and 
being let down and disappointed, which is so ridiculous when I think about it, because anytime you feel like you, you want to go back to church, you just need to go back to church. You need to go to every church before you find that church that you like, but it's important that you get yourself back into church, you know, and get the word put in you. Seriously. Um, read the Bible. Study the Bible. But I, unfortunately, did not do that. And I also had um, still my tarot. I still had my tarot cards. And I had tarot on my phone. But I began to think that I could use tarot to talk to God. Okay? I began to think that that um, God is showing me and God is speaking to me through my tarot cards. Which sounds so ridiculous. It does. And it is so ridiculous. But that's that's what I did, you know, for years. And um, God, you know, kept showing me things. And, uh, you know, without me knowing that it was him, you know, my prophetic gift was was still in action. And I would still know things that I had no business knowing. Um, like, for instance, whenever I, I got pregnant with my daughter, oh my gosh, I was looking at the test and all of a sudden, I just knew that I wasn't going to dilate and that she was going to have to be taken C-section. I just knew. And I told my mom, I said, look, this is what's going to happen. We have nine months to prepare. So just know I'm going to have a C-section because I'm not going to dilate. And what happened in nine months? I didn't dilate and they had to take her C-section. I was prepared. I was ready to go. Mom, of course, was apprehensive because that's her baby on the table. But I'm like, Mom, I gave you nine months to prepare for this. We knew this was coming. So um, it, it was really difficult for me when God showed me who my husband was supposed to be with. Um, you see, whenever I married my husband, um, which was the, the atheist man that I went to Kansas for, he and I ended up getting married and... Um, whenever we, we got married, I didn't seek God's guidance about it. In fact, on the day that I was married, um, I felt like I wasn't supposed to do this. I just knew this was not really the guy for me. What am I doing? My mom was, was there and she, she was like, honey, I can have the car loaded in 10 minutes and we can get on out of here. We can call your family and, and they can just turn their cars around. It's fine. We don't have to do this. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I've already made this commitment. You know, we've got all these people coming. I was like, I, you know, I just need to do this. So I did it. Much, much, of course, to my mother's dismay. And of course, I always knew that whenever whenever I go against my prophetic gift, whenever I, I went against that thing that I just knew I was or was not to do, that things went badly. But I stubbornly went on ahead and married him. So um, God ended up showing me who he was actually supposed to marry and who his actual wife is supposed to be. That was that was a hard pill to swallow for me. Let me tell you. When, you, when God tells you that you're married to someone else's husband, it, it kind of shakes you to your core. So I began to listen. 
and I began to um, realize that my gift was from God, of course, at that point. I'm like, God, I know this is you leading me. I know this is you showing me these things from the beginning. I know it was you. I know that I know that I know it was you who's given me this gift. Mm. So um, I began looking for jobs and um, I wanted to be able to transfer with Hobby Lobby because of course I, I really enjoyed my job. I worked in the frame shop. It was really fun. I got the opportunity to see a lot of beautiful artwork and I'm an artist myself. I do stained glass. So um, being in the frame department just was right up my alley. So uh, I I was not able to transfer with my job unless I wanted to go back down to part-time from full-time which um, not only gave me a pay cut, but it also gave me significantly smaller hours. So I, and, and there was no way that I was going to end up in the, in the frame shop because none of them were hiring in the frame shop. So I was like, well, you know, if I'm not going to be in the frame shop and I'm not going to be full time, then I need to find a job where I'm going to be able to at least be able to pay my bills. So, and, you know, raise my daughter. So um, I started working for the post office and um, I, I moved back in with my mom because she said I could come back, much to my amazement. Which is silly to me because, of course, mom's always going to say, just come back and move in with me, honey. I have the space and, and you are my daughter, so get yourself in this house. So I went back and lived with mom and worked at the post office. And unfortunately, working for the post office meant that I was working on Sundays. So... Um, while I was very much um, saying that I was Christian again, um, I wasn't able to go back to church because I worked every Sunday morning because we delivered Amazon packages. So I did that whole thing. And usually on Wednesdays, you know, being a, a fill-in, sometimes I would be off on Wednesdays. But I don't remember going to church on Wednesdays. Um, maybe I did a couple of times. But I don't remember actively going um, I don't know why. I, I guess I felt like um, I had God, you know. Why Why did I need to go to church, right? So um, I ended up staying with the post office for many years. Um, a, a full-time position opened up in, uh, in another place part of Oklahoma and I went ahead and took that position because it was called career so I would get benefits which was really excellent for me and my daughter so um, I went on over there and bought a house and all that good stuff and um, while I was over here um, I began to go to church online because 2020 happened right and um and of course, we found out that churches had to stream their services on Sundays. So I began to watch services um, on Facebook, which was really awesome because I could um, listen to my pastor again and I could um, enjoy the praise and worship, which had gotten vastly more incredible since I had been there um, in the beginning. And we now had an incredible worship team who were just so incredibly talented and so gifted by God. 
So I began to listen and praise God in my kitchen. And it was mm, freeing. It was freeing, to be honest. Um, I don't remember. I, I think I was still using my tarot cards, though, unfortunately, at that time. Um, I, no one knew that I was doing it. So, of course, I, I didn't have people telling me, oh, girl, don't you dare. So um, I was still doing tarot. I still had, you know, tarot on my app. Uh, on the app, anyway. <laughs> In the apps on, on my phone. So I had a tarot card app. Uh, Reader, actually, had a tarot app. Terrible. They've got things to answer for, too. But, um, oh, hallelujah. God still um, kept blessing me thankfully and I still kept getting closer to him and and praising in my kitchen and um and then my daughter's biological father came back into our lives and kind of rocked my whole boat and um he was pretty much homeless and I let him move into our house and try to get to know my daughter for the very first time and and myself and um, he was saying that he was schizophrenic, which he didn't say in the beginning when he and I were dating uh, when I was, you know, in my mid-twenties. And uh, it, was, it was a very trying time for us. Um, the good things that happened was he, would, you know, said that he was Christian too. And he liked to watch a church over in... Um, Catoosa, Oklahoma. So we were listening to Catoosa first, just a shout out to them as well. They are so wonderful. And my little Miracles of Faith is now called Current Church in Collinsville, Oklahoma. So I was listening to Catoosa first and Current, which was awesome. I especially loved this because, oh my gosh, both of the pastors are just so anointed that sometimes on Sundays, um, what God was giving to my pastor, he was also giving to the pastor at Catusa First. So it just, you know, kind of a continuation of, of the sermon. It was it was amazing. So, And it's always awesome when that happens. But um, very much a blessing. But um, the relationship was very dark and became increasingly abusive. And he was here for a year, and um, it, it was it was hell in my house. It really was. It was awful. And then, of course, at the post office, um, it was hell at the post office as well because my boss was uh, very verbally abusive. And um, oh my gosh. So I, I had it coming at me from both sides, both at work and at home, and um, it got to where I wasn't listening to the sermons, and I was just depressed and uh, suicidal most of the time. And um, it came to a point, I, I kicked him out of my house once, um, but after a couple days I let him back into my house. And when I did that, my best friend decided that she wanted nothing to do with me. And um, I, I felt very alone and very isolated. I was about an hour away from my mom. And um, my mom, of course, would never leave me, never forsake me, because she is 
oh so faithful i i love that woman um but she all she could do is keep me covered in prayer as she has done my whole life thank god which has kept me safe and um kept me from oh gosh all sorts of harm so thank you mom my gosh thank you mom but it was really hard it was really hard and my daughter became suicidal and um she had gone through her own trials i had found out when we were in kansas that a lot of things had happened to her that i didn't know about and it was hard it was so hard i prayed i prayed that god would help me through i prayed that god would get him out of my house um and that there would be no re- repercussions for me because I knew that I knew that I knew that once I kicked him out of my house for good, it was going to get ugly. It was going to get really ugly. Um, even worse than it had been in my house. So, um, after he and I had been together for about a year and I had let him back into my house for a few months, um, I... I, I had reached my, my final limit. My car had broke down. Um, I was having to rely on him for rides to and from work. And one day on the way back home from work, uh, he, of course, would accuse me of, of doing all sorts of terrible things that I would never dream of doing. And um, he had had a dream that I was... Uh, cheating on him with some fella and um he in the car wanted me to confess to him that I was cheating with this fella who was an absolute I don't know you know dreamed up person you know that he had dreamed I had cheated on him with seriously in his dream but um so I I said you know what I am done and since I wouldn't you know, confess, and I wouldn't talk to him about this man and what he meant to me. He told me to get out of his car. Um, I was about three miles from my house, and um, I got out of his car, and I walked home carrying all of my stuff from work. Um, I didn't have my cane with me. I have a bit of a limp um, because of some spinal nerve damage that I had gotten that God is healing. Hallelujah. But, um, at that time, I, I wasn't um, trusting God for a healing, unfortunately. Um, I was just struggling through. And um, it was hard for me to walk three miles home without my cane and, and without any assistance. But I did it. And by the time I got home, I was in severe pain. And um, I told him, because he had called me. Oh my gosh, I was walking on the main street in my town. Uh, there's really, you know, only one main street. And, um, he, he said that he had been driving around looking for me and didn't know where I was and didn't know who I was with and wondered who picked me up. And, you know, I was like, man, I am walking right in front of, you know, the, the lube entire place right now, you know, that's where I am. But you shouldn't be worrying about me. You should be packing and getting out of my house by the time I get home. And, uh, of course, he, he didn't want to do that. But when I got home, I I stood at the base of my neighbor's driveway. And I would not move until he had packed his things and left. So, um, 
that was when I finally kicked him out, which was a blessing and, um, oh gosh, so good. But, um, then, you know, he, he put me through a, a year or so of court because he was trying to take my daughter away from me and he was trying to sue me for some things that he left on my property. It was, it was just terrifying and, and terrible, but, um, and everybody, everybody but my mom blamed me for letting him in our lives. Even my daughter blamed me for letting him in our lives. Um, so it, it was, it was awful and, uh, but I got through it. I got through it with God's help. And, um, one of my friends, um, invited me to go to her church, uh, in the city where I worked. And of course it, the church is full of a bunch of people, you know, a bunch of customers that I knew and, and everything. So I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and go. And she was on the worship team. So I went and it was, it was good. You know, it was a nice little church and I got to see a bunch of people that I know, but it made me long for my church. It made me want to drive an hour to go to my church because standing in my living room was not good enough anymore. I needed to be there with my church family. I needed them to lay their hands on me and pray for me because I was going through it. And I didn't want to have depression anymore. I was being treated for it by then. I didn't want to have depression anymore. I didn't want to have suicidal thoughts anymore. I wanted to be free and I wanted to have joy in my life and I wanted to have happiness in my life and I wanted for my daughter to have happiness and joy. So um, I did. I, I started going back to my church in Collinsville um, an hour from my house and uh Oh my gosh, I, I can't even say how good it was to get back into church. And as soon as I got back in there, God started working on me. He started working on me quickly and pulling me closer to him. And um, my aunt, um, I love her so much. She was another one of them that was praying and pleading the blood over me my whole life, which was ever so helpful. Um, she talked to me about a, um, a Bible study that she was doing and I, I wanted to go. I was like, you know what? I'm getting baptized again. I'm renewing my relationship with my God and I want to know more about him. I want to know everything. So I started going to Bible study with my aunt and it was wonderful. I also left the post office. That's another big thing. God moved on me to quit my job because he has things for me to do. Um, I'm, I'm doing stained glass more. Um, I'm still not completely focused on that, unfortunately, but I'm doing stained glass classes here in Oklahoma. And um, I am doing whatever God tells me to do and wanting to grow my prophetic gift and he is using me and it is so good. I did. I got rebaptized and oh my gosh, I've gotten deliverance from unclean spirits and oh, powers and principalities that have been pressing on my life. And I've thrown 
everything away that is not of God, and let me tell you, that include most of my movies, tons of my books, lots of just stuff laying around my house that I thought was pretty decor, but was actually, you know, unclean spirits. Oh my goodness, so many things, so many things, hallelujah. And, you know, I I don't have tarot on my phone. I don't have a single tarot card in my house. Um, I've been going through room by room and, and throwing away things that God is telling me to throw away. And I keep finding new things still every day that God is like, "Mm, no. So still purging and throwing things away. But things are going so good. God is moving. God is working. He is providing Oh my gosh, he is leading me to be in our our prayer team. He's leading me to do this podcast. Um, Oh my gosh, so many good things. So many good things. But seriously, if, if God was not in my life right now, I would not be doing so good. Honestly, the relationship with my daughter never really recovered after my ex left and when she turned 18 um, she decided to move out and now she's not even speaking to me and for the people who know me they know that my daughter has always been my world that kid is my heart so um it's it's been really hard but god but God, right? He has, oh my gosh, he has held me up when I couldn't stand. He has mm, done so many things for me. My gosh, he has given me joy when I used to have depression, right? So even though I'm going through this hard point with my kiddo, God is there for me and I am off my depression meds. I have been delivered of my depression. All I have to do is just give my kiddo to God every single day when I'm worried about it, when I'm upset. I just give give her right back to him and I say, God, she is yours. You made her. You know exactly what it's going to take to bring her back home, to bring her back to you and to restore the relationship with me. So I am just leaning on him when it comes to my kid and giving the entire situation to him. And, oh my gosh, the things that he's doing are just miraculous. I, I, I can't say any other word. He's just miraculous. And he's helping me through this situation in a way that I never dreamed in a way that I never dreamed if he was not with me I would be crushed I would be unrecognizable right now I would be mm, so lost but I'm not I'm not he's got me in his arms and he's picking me up and he is carrying me when I can't walk and he is mm, he is doing all of the things that he does because God is so good and so faithful and he loves us so much he loves us so much that's all I can say he loves us so much
so if you guys need help today if you guys have something that you're fighting with please please just pray and give it to God give it to him he is the creator of the universe what can he not do for you what can he not do seriously so that's that's what I'm going to charge you guys to do with today just Give your burdens, give your cares to him, and he will help you through in ways that you never dreamed, that you never dreamed. And if you're rededicating your life to God and you were baptized when you were a kid, please, I encourage you, when you rededicate, get yourself baptized. Seriously, get yourself baptized. Leave it all in the water. Just give yourself back to him. It's, it's so good. He's, he's such a good father. My gosh, he is such a good father. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for hearing me cry. I, I do that a lot. Let me tell you, I am a bit of a crier. I kind of always have been, but, um, especially when I'm talking to God, I, I, I just become a blubbering girl. Not that being a girl is bad, just I'm a girl who's a bit of, of a, of a you, know, you know what I mean. My goodness, why am I over-explaining? Anyway, so God is, he's good. And um, in, in the next episode, I'm going to be doing a Bible study. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily new in my walk with Christ so much, but I am new in reading the Bible for myself and exploring God's word for myself. And it is so incredible. I feel like if I had explored God's word, um, back when I was a teenager, I, I really don't think I would have strayed. Honestly, God's word is alive and it means something every day. You find something brand new every single day. He's, he's just so amazing. And if you can't understand the Bible, get, get a version of the Bible that you like. I honestly, I do really well with English standard version. I also do really well with the, um, American standard translation. Um, they're both really, really great. They're easy to understand. Excuse me. If you if you also um, on Amazon you can get uh, I had I actually bought a really pretty purple English Standard Version um, Study Bible for less than fifteen bucks. So the the Study Bible helps a lot more because um, it usually has like half a page of scripture and then half of a page of explanation of the scripture, which is really super helpful. Oh my goodness! Get yourself a Study Bible. They're so great. Um, and then in the Bible study that I do, let me tell you, this is the first time I've actually led my own Bible study. So please be, uh, please be kind. <laughs> Extend me some grace. And um, when I do the Bible study, I, I read from the scripture and then I do a breakdown of the scripture. And then I also um, go through study from my study Bible and then any study that I've picked up out of sermons as well, because I do a lot of sermon watching these days. That's another thing God has been working on me uh, about is to not watch so much TV. I used to love to just sit in front of the TV and watch TV all the time, which Oh gosh, it's such a distraction, right? You you don't really learn a whole lot from that, but 
I'm in the the sermons and have a lot of pastors that I really really love to watch and have been reunited with from you know back in the day so it's kind of nice but um so yeah just please stick with me give me some grace um I'm also going to have a Facebook um group for the free and chosen podcast so if you want to climb in there and and uh, introduce yourself that would be really awesome um if there are things that you would um, like to hear if there are things that you'd like to see if there are people that you'd like me to try to talk to um, if there is um, something specific like questions that you have about the scripture or whatnot um, please feel free to get in there ask questions you can send me a message if you need to Um, I'll try to respond I'm also going to put my email um, at the headers in the group too so you can also send me an email if you need to but um, please be kind to each other. Please um, be courteous to each other. Um, remember, we're all brothers and sisters, and we all have a little bit of a different walk. I know God's trying to unite us all in this in this last of the last days. But please be kind and respectful of your of your brothers and sisters. Um, we we need to be speaking to each other right now with words of love and words of compassion. Um, I think we all. We all need that these days. Um, there's there's so much hate in the world, and we need to be a light, and we need to be loving to each other. My goodness, we need to be loving. But uh, if you have any questions about um, spiritual things, definitely ask. But um, yeah, so I, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. Uh, it means the world to me. It's it's so hard to, you know, come and just, gosh, bear your story to the world. It's it's really kind of difficult. But if you guys um, want to maybe tell your story, that's the, the um, community would be a really good place to share your story of how you came to know God, how you named, came to know Jesus. Um, and then... You know, perhaps if I want you on the podcast, you could come and tell your story on the podcast. That would make me so very happy. Um, anyway, so I will go ahead and let you guys get back to your to your day or evening or whatever time it is. But you have a great day, and I hope to see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye.